1: Them Ropes, Jeff Hawkins here, early part of your week, doing the main roster. Do you want to hear my thoughts on AEW Double or Nothing, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Shake Them Ropes. Kicking a buck, Chris and I kind of did some uh, hot takes after the pay-per-view. A lot to like about AEW, there really is. We do have some concerns, though. Um, Many of them, you know, probably justified. Some of them probably a bit too early to tell, but if you want to go... Here are our thoughts on the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. That's patreon.com slash shakethemropes. You'll be helping Chris out with all the time and effort he puts into rendering and mixing and making me sound pretty. AEW's interesting because there was this notion going around that somehow Vince McMahon would catch wind of it and then all of a sudden decide he needed to really buckle down and Change his ways. Guys, AEW isn't even the most popular promotion Vince McMahon has gone up against. Vince McMahon beat the Von Erichs in Texas. He beat the Crockett's in Carolina. He gutted Vern Gagne's AWA. He just needs to wait for AEW to make a mistake. He has more money. And plus he thinks it's a superior product. What makes you think he's going to somehow all of a sudden change his booking style just because there's another federation out there. I'll tell you why. Because there is this fairy tale that the booking in the Attitude Era was somehow helped by competition. It's a lie. Or at least it's grossly over-exaggerated. Vince's Attitude Era had a lot of things going for it. People were tired of Hulk Hogan and the NWO. They were. They had overstayed their welcome. They were old guys. Austin and Rock were white hot personalities. And also those personalities were anti-authority. The difference between now and then was that Austin and Rock were fighting against the WWE. Today's champions, they want to be the face that runs the place. They're all in this world to please the McMahons. There's no anti-authority just because the McMahons are around. They keep trying to replay that magic. But I'll tell you what, Vince isn't scared of AEW. Not yet. Because there's been no noticeable shift in his trend. In his business. Nothing. You want to scare him, let's take a look at the ratings once they get on Turner. Then we'll talk. Then we'll talk. But right now, he's always viewed his style of wrestling as superior to other styles of wrestling. There's that famous story about Ted Turner calling him up and saying he's in the wrestling business, and Vince saying he's in the entertainment business. Vince doesn't want a great wrestling company. He wants a great marketing company with personalities so he can sell stuff to make more money. The wrestling is secondary. I mean, the myth that the booking was better in the Attitude Era? Go watch some of those shows. You had Austin and The Rock, and you had McMahon's. Crowds ate that up. You also had a great mid-card with guys like Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, D'Lo Brown, X-Pac putting on great matches. But Head Cheese was getting over with stupid comedy. Now you had all the you had the TNA. You had the you know the risque stuff, but it was a lot of dumb comedy in there. There was a lot of dumb things in there. Most of the booking didn't make sense. You killed most of your mid-card by having three-minute matches and move on. There's no difference, really, between the booking of now and the booking of 20 or so years ago. There's just fewer personalities. That's it. And if you think that one pay-per-view is going to make Vince go, you know what, I just need to shake up this entire industry, they're not. Now, I'll tell you what was stupid: that Sami Zayn segment where he mentioned AEW, and everybody read way too much into it, And this was Vince living in his bubble, because he's living in the wrestling business, and you know,, ooh, we'll mention AEW as kind of a, a, you know a slant towards them or address them. He never needed to address them. You want to know why? Because they have the market share on wrestling. WWE is synonymous with wrestling the way that Coca-Cola is synonymous with a cola beverage. Sure, you have some people who like Pepsi. You have some people who like Wild Cherry RC. You know who gets most of the shelf in grocery stores? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola has Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Zero Sugar, Orange Vanilla Coke, Mango Coke, Dances with Coke. Bubba Ray Coke. They have it all, okay? You can have your Diet Mango Coke for the summer, all those special summer flavors. You have caffeine-free Coke, lemon Coke, vanilla Coke, cherry Coke. You're not going to come back and go with new Coke. You know why? People really liked Coke Classic. A lot of people like WWE. I know that's hard for people to believe there are a lot more WWE fans than there are wrestling fans. And until people who live and breathe and listen to podcasts like this get this, that there is a larger casual audience than them, then they're going to continue to convince themselves that things are going to... They're almost trying to talk themselves into an alternate reality that's not there. People like WWE. It's been conditioned in them. If you say wrestling, people will say Hulk Hogan. Okay? it That's just the nature of the beast, or Austin and The Rock. They've got the audience. They've got the shelf space. They're creating more and more new shows on their network for people who like WWE. Not for us, necessarily. We watch because we like the talent, and we hope someday they'll be able to sh- shine in their full potential. But right now, Vince has a very popular product. He's making money hand over fist. He may not be making all the money because there are other promotions out there, but they're just there to feed his promotion eventually because everybody wants a shot because everybody thinks they're going to be the one that fights against this wave of Vince's biases and whatnot and be the guy to rise above. That's why Ricochet went to the WWE to make that kind of money and because he thought he'd be a huge star. There's at least one person in AEW I can think of that's probably going to jump to the WWE when they get a chance. And I don't blame that person. But it's all there. I mean, the dumb thing about Sami Zayn saying AEW is all these people who weren't aware of AEW, which means people who don't follow the wrestling business day-to-day, are going to go Google it to see what that's about. And you know what they're going to see? Oh, that's where Dean Ambrose went. And they're going to watch. They don't care about John Moxley. They just know that Dean Ambrose, one of their favorites, went. And that'll make them interested in the product. You just shoved a significant, I don't know how significant, but at least, you know, a number of people to go look up your competition because you couldn't keep your mouth shut about it. What a boneheaded move. Be back with more about Raw and SmackDown, but right now, very special guest star, Creator of Shake Them Ropes himself, Rob McCarron with an NXT TakeOver preview.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, Robert McCarron, making my triumphant return to Shake Them Ropes, the podcast I created in this week of creations. You have All Elite Wrestling being created. They're running their first show, Double or Nothing. You got multiple shows coming up. I was just inspired to return to the uh, podcast that I created that I've handed over to Jeff Hawkins and Chris Novembrino, and they've done a great job. But, ladies and gentlemen, I had to come back for this because it is NXT TakeOver. It is the 25th NXT TakeOver. A TakeOver so strong, but in a city so weak like Bridgeport that they couldn't even put the city in the name. That's right. It had to be TakeOver XX. XV Takeover 25. Don't mention Bridgeport. Even during the show, we're going to be at the Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport. Don't mention Bridgeport. It's such a shitty city. Sorry, Bridgeport, but it's true. Anywho, you got Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole for the singles NXT championship. This match, ladies and gentlemen, so excited. This is going to be a big takeover. I don't want to hear any of that garbage about all elite wrestling and how all in. Double or nothing have really inspired the crew. It's not all elite wrestling. This garbage. I just don't want to hear the talk about how NXT. Oh, they're so inspired and they're going to go out there and try to outdo what double or nothing did. You hear this all the time. You hear this about WrestleMania when NXT takeover happens and it's such a big show. Oh, The main roster wants to come out and be just shining above NXT takeover. It's all bullshit. Okay. It's all bullshit. Guys want to work. Guys want to get paid. You know, oh my God, this all elite wrestling. I, I got I to gotta do better than them. I'm going to go out here. If you're Johnny Gargano, you're going out there every night, having a match of the night. If you're Adam Cole, you got to prove that you belong at the top. Adam Cole's turnabout here in the main event happened because Tommaso Ciampa got hurt, right? And you had some call-ups to WWE's main roster. And Adam Cole, and now it's his time to shine. So who walks out the world champion of NXT. Johnny Gargano, for that brief moment, got called up with Tommaso Ciampa, but now he's back down. And the fact that they're not doing this, uh, you know, working the main events on NXT and also working the undercards on Raw and SmackDown tells me he's probably here for a while. I could also see Adam Cole winning this one. You got uh, not so much turmoil right now inside Undisputed Era, but if Adam Cole doesn't win, then you go full-fledged with that storyline. I This is going to be an excellent match. It's going to tear Bridgeport down, which honestly, let's do it. Let's tear Bridgeport down. Let's get him out of here. But Adam Cole is going to walk away the NXT champion, and you go into the summer with, uh, with just chaos in the NXT world title division because you got Matt Riddle. you got Roderick Strong coming up. Will Tyler Breeze be around? What about Velveteen Dream? Velveteen Dream going to rock that North American title for the, uh, for the rest of the summer, rest of the year, maybe? And who else is coming up behind them? You got Keith Lee, you got Dominic Dijakovic, 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 however you want to pronounce it, because God knows Mauro Ranallo can't figure it out. You got a lot of stuff coming up behind Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, plus you can do rematches with Johnny Gargano chasing Adam Cole again, you can do that as well. There's a lot of different ways you can go about it, but Adam Cole is going to win the NXT championship in Bridgeport. Don't say the city's name. Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. Is this finally the night that Shayna Baszler loses and possibly loses for good? Been a fun little, uh, fun little year of the Shayna Baszler roundabout. But Io Shirai, that's right, Io Shirai. She's down there by herself now. Kyrie Sane's on the main roster. Io Shirai is going to win the NXT Women's Championship. She's going to win it. That's right. I think all of the champions are going to lose tonight, except for, except. For Velveteen Dream, because Velveteen Dream is going to defeat Tyler Breeze. The question isn't so much about whether Tyler Breeze wins, it's whether Tyler Breeze stays. With no room on the main roster, I think so. I think Tyler Breeze stays around for a little bit. Can be some fun stuff you do with Tyler Breeze, right? Right. Tag Team Turmoil Ladder Match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Champions. Not only are the NXT Tag Team titles vacant, but the former holders of those titles have been vacant lately on the main roster. Where are the War Raiders? Where are the Viking Maulers? Where are the War Vikings? The Viking Raiders? The Viking Experience? Where are they? And you know what? Where are authors of pain? You talk about how there are no tag team uh, depth, maybe on the SmackDown side, or you can honestly say the Raw side too, even though it's a little bit more on the Raw side. You have a lot of depth in the tag team division. You just don't have any tag teams showing up on TV these days. You have the Revival out there. You have the Usos out there. Haven't done much with Anderson and Gallows. They've been more participating in this 24-7. You have tag teams. You can put some other tag teams together. I mean, you have this gigantic roster. The solution isn't adding another championship that's just a joke throughout the show. It's doing something with the roster you have. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the NXT tag team titles. My favorite team of all time in NXT. The Street Profits. Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford. It is their time to shine. Hang on, everybody. My wife's calling. And I'm back. We were obviously talking about the NXT Tag Team Championship match, the Street Profits. You also have the Forgotten Sons. You have Bobby Fish and O'Reilly as the Undisputed area. You have Oni Larkin and Danny Burch in this match. There's only two different ways I see this going. I see the Forgotten Sons, even though they're the two worst parts of the Forgotten Sons. Like, honestly, Jackson Riker is the only reason that this this even trio should be getting any TV time. Wesley Blake just coming out of nowhere again. Undisputed era, yeah, dominant in the tag team scene before, former tag team champion, sure. They're going to make this match excellent, but the street profits. It is time. It is time for Dawkins and Ford to be doing something, because this time next year, Dawkins and Ford should be doing a lot more important things on Raw or SmackDown. At least Montez Ford. Montez Ford has prime potential. They should win the NXT Tag Team titles here in Britain. Don't say the name of the city. Velveteen Dream going to dominate Tyler Breeze and get this win. Velveteen Dream is the MVP of TakeOvers for the last year. Before him, it was Andrade. Uh, Before him, it uh, eh, it wasn't really Finn Balor. Who was the MVP? Who was the MVP before Andrade? Was it Johnny Gargano? Probably Johnny Gargano. And... Tommaso Ciampa, DIY. there few with the Revival. Before that, you had Sami Zayn. You had uh, Samoa Joe for the short time. Couldn't really say you had Shinsuke Nakamura dominating and being the MVP of NXT because he had that one great match with Sami Zayn and then the rest was kind of just there. But you have the MVP currently of NXT TakeOvers. It is Velveteen Dream. He's going to continue that with a great match against Tyler Breeze. He's going to win the title. He's going to keep the title by winning. Matt Riddle, Roderick Strong. This is going to be the epic. Hopefully... I could see this opening the show. I could see the tag team ladder match opening the show. I hope it's Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong. Show what Matt Riddle can do. Roderick Strong gets out there in a big time singles match. I was worried we weren't going to see Roderick Strong in big time singles matches anytime. Because he's part of a four man trio. He's not the most important part of that four man trio. And I just didn't see him having a singles feud. But here you go. Matt Riddle. It'll be a showcase for Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's going to win. But a strong match from Matt Riddle, Ryder, Strong, which I hope so. Hope is the show. Uh, this is going to be a fantastic NXT TakeOver. I hope you all enjoy it. Enjoy the rest of the Shake Them Ropes. I don't even know. Jeff might not even include this in this episode of Shake Them Ropes. He may include it at the end. He may include it at the beginning. He may include it at the middle. So I don't know where this is going to be. But if you're hearing my voice, that means Jeff made a positive decision. And Robert McCarran returned to Shake Them Ropes to talk NXT TakeOver. Maybe. Some returns in the future too. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how the feedback is. You can at me at Robcasts, kind of a motivation on the old Twitters to get back in the podcasting R O B C A S T S at Robcasts on Twitter. Let me know what you thought about this week's episode of Shake Them Ropes. Bye, everybody.
1: Rob McCarran, everybody. Making me having to put the explicit tag on this episode. That's his role. He's an anarchist. But I'd love to have Rob back, so please interact with us so I can have a co-host for early in the week. may not always talk the main roster, but we'll talk whatever's on his mind. It'll be fun. Give me a chance to counterpunch, and then Chris and I will do the hardcore analysis for the network shows later in the week. So let's get to this Raw and SmackDown this week. Memorial Day weekend. Vince putting on the patriotic hat. AEW being the talk of the wrestling business. What is he going to do? Oh, oh my. What's he going to do? I'm in the face of this awesome, awesome competition. Seems to me a lot of this story revolved around Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston started off raw, most of the first hour wrestling and attack and fighting Dolph Ziggler. Spent most of the first hour of SmackDown. Eliminating Kevin Owens from the uh, from the scene in order to build up Dolph Ziggler. Here's my question. What part of Kofi's personality has been built in either of these? Because right now, my feeling is this. Kofi's entire character is based off the goodwill of his I've waited 11 years, and I'm due. And it's basically going to continue to be that until he loses the title. I don't see any evolution of this character because, again, that's not Vince's move. Vince's move is they came to see the Kofi Kingston that got them here. So he's going to come out and throw pancakes and do New Day stuff. Okay. That'll get you so far. They were very good matches. I mean, the Kevin Owens match, spectacular. I don't understand why you need to write off Kevin Owens. I, I think it was a panic move. It was a move because originally it was going to be, uh, I believe it was going to be the KO show, and it was going to have Dolph Ziggler on. That was the original plan. And instead they just decided to have, put on a really good wrestling match. That meant absolutely nothing. It was a nine-title match. It was a WrestleMania rematch. Or mo- no, Money in the Bank rematch. That meant nothing. It meant absolutely nothing. It didn't forward anything. And I think it was just, we're going to give them product. We'll give them a great match. They'll get into it. Sometimes that's smart. I don't know if it's smart here when you're building up to an event that you're calling equal to or will exceed WrestleMania. I think you need to start building these stories, and they haven't built any stories other than Shane McMahon. Because that Andrade-Demon match should be a blood feud to bring out the Demon, and all they have is Andrade just kind of talking about it a bit. Oh, we're going to have the Demon. It's a marketing ploy. It's a gimmick. You'll see the Demon. You'll see Goldberg and, and The Undertaker. They'll have all of them on the go-home show. But, you look, there's such a disconnect between these Raws and Smackdowns and the faux importance they're putting on this crown jewel, super Saudi showdown, whatever the hell they're going to call it, that I don't even think they think it's that important. Or they're just trying to avoid the bad press of going to Saudi Arabia, Let me ask you something. Do you think the Saudis have caught Wise? D- do you think that they've woken up to the fact that they're not getting good cards at that Triple H Shawn Michaels versus Brothers of Destruction match was absolute crap and that not a lot of people enjoyed it? Do you think that's why they're saying this event will be greater than or, or equal to or greater than WrestleMania? Because it's that's fascinating to me. They know they've been half-assing it this whole time. And they don't care. They don't care, guys. Their product is superior. Vince McMahon's always thought his product was superior. You can cry and whine all you want. You want great wrestling. You know, goes back to the old Ted Turner story. Hey, Vince, I'm in the wrestling business. Hey, Ted, I'm in the entertainment business. If you left to go to AEW, Vince wouldn't care. He has a big enough market share. So... It's just now his corporate partners who have paid good money, millions of dollars, to come over to this foreign land and put on, you know, the spectacle of WrestleMania. And again, the geriatric league with a lot of names. And it's a lot of names. It's the names they probably know for the most part. Because some member of their tours of the royal family, you know, loved the Attitude Era and wants to watch his wrestling. You know, I... You can't knock the hustle but at the same time if they're catching wise to the fact that this is a half-assed product. Maybe that's saying something about the product. I don't know. Maybe you can't have the same Cold War mentality that you're just going to outspend your competition and make them do dumb things to try and compete on your level with your money. Maybe that's not going to work with Tony Khan, Vince McMahon. Maybe you need to think a bit outside the box and rebrand your show a bit. I don't know. Maybe you need to not have the Usos and the Revival bonding over Cornhole. My God! We're the best tag team in the world! We're the best tag team in the world! Oh, Naomi invented the revival to a picnic. Now we're gonna play cornhole, and revival's gonna cheat at cornhole and it's gonna exacerbate tensions. <laughs> this is this is your world tag team title feud here. And then on the other brand, it's it's the Enviro heels versus the guys who eat steaks. It's a it's a battle over cows, thur the the kitty entertainment, by our action figures. We'll come out with a new set every time we change gear. I don't. Ah, there were some things to like. I kind of dug the whole Lacey Evans Charlotte Flair subplot. I like you know heels should not be able to get along. Um, and you know the 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 partnership was short-lived enough where it didn't wear out its welcome. Raw is just weird, though, man. Brock Lesnar doesn't know you have a year to cash in the contract, even though he's had a contract cashed in on him. I mean, do you you pay attention to your rules at work, or don't you? I'm not going to show up naked to the office and just be surprised one day that, oh, you know, you have to wear clothes here. What? You never told me that. It's in your handbook. I didn't read it. Oh, well, you know. It's all revolving around Braun, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, <laughs> and Bobby Lashley. who are all dull as dishwater. Leo Rush was the personality for Bobby Lashley. And you know Bobby Lashley has personality if you've seen his TNA work. Give him the mic. But Vince is just interested in his body. Oh, look at those lats. Go out there and pose. <laughs> you need personalities to make pro wrestling work. And unfortunately the most over thing is the company right now. That Sammy Zayn segment was such a such an abysmal train wreck. That was the mom test right there. If your mom walked in, would you be embarrassed to watch it? You bet. Crowd didn't help, but you can't crowd shame. They're just WWE fans. They're just dumb marks. What do they know? Love the kid. <laughs> the duh comment just got me. But those are the questions people are going to ask. They're not sophisticated. They don't, they didn't lo- trust me. Trust me. The producers who set up that segment were not looking for sophisticated, smarky fans who might crap on that segment. It was going to get crapped on all on its own without our help. They were looking for WWE Universe casual fans. When are you going to retire? What? What? <laughs> you know, they want to be part of the show. That's what this was. These were people asking questions, wanting to be part of the show, and hopefully get a pop from the audience. Because that's what people do in these types of things. Maybe it's me because I've been out here in LA so long. But if you go to any like Paley Fest or I remember we went to Family Guy Live when it was canceled originally, and uh when when the show was canceled and they were getting that grassroots campaign to kind of get back on the air, we went to Family Guy Live. And you go. And they take questions from the audience. And it's either the minutiae the minutia of, of, of detail to prove to the people that they're real fans. Or it's fan service. Hey, can you do this impression of this time you did that thing? Or if they were talking to them. That's, all that, that's what people do. That's why, that's why talk radio stinks. That's why we stop taking calls on Shake Them Ropes. No offense to you guys, we love you guys, but talk radio is based on personalities talking to each other. Tony Kornizer doesn't take phone calls for that reason. Dan Lepetard doesn't take real phone calls for that reason. It's all based on the personality of the shows. If you don't like my personality, plenty of other better personalities out there you probably do like. If you do like my personality, we'll talk. There's, just, there's no reason to do that. An angry old man yelling at a cloud. A.J. Styles unannounced himself out of the fatal four-way for the person who would be facing Seth Rollins at Super Saudi Showdown. Spectacular silliness. It's a shame. Would have loved to see that rematch. I said Baron Corbin's gonna be your contender. Good again, heel heat. As long as he doesn't wave the Iranian flag, should be fine. <laughs> what a tone-deaf move that was. Still can't get over that. Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross beat the Iconics. Non-title match. Whole reason for taking the titles off of Sasha and Bailey were to give them to these two women who have very entertaining promos. That's it. That's the list. That's why. It wasn't because the Iconics were doing this great work within the ring. It's because they're funny and they're hot. And they're really good at being annoying. Okay, but you hadn't built up the division yet. It was a fun little match. Nikki Cross is continuing to get over. I'm happy about that. But tell me the point of Ricochet and Cesaro's matches. Okay, Cesaro, go out there, do your do your strongman stuff. Ricochet will do his flippy do stuff. We'll go 50-50, and we'll go home. Wow, Cesaro has new theme music. Ricochet has a pew-pew. But what story are we telling here? Nobody's telling a story. The story is that they're fairly evenly matched and they can beat one another. They're not cutting promos on one another. There's no reason to have to see this match other than it's what's on the card. Build it. Build me a feud. Build me just one feud. That's all I ask. Other than the people you think are important. Build it top to bottom. You got enough writers. I don't blame them. You know that. The seth sammy Zayn match was pretty darn good, I thought. But, again, been building up Sammy all this time to be obnoxious. Let well, just continue to be obnoxious for a while, till you need to beat him. SmackDown was basically the story of the 24-7 title. If that's your thing, cool. I find it utterly... It's not the good kind of funny. It's the dumb kind of funny. I believe R-Truth called it the European title, which made me laugh. That part made me laugh. I like that. But, you know, Truth loses the title to Elias, ends up in a tag team match with Elias and Drew McIntyre because of the Shane McMahon storyline. Elias gets his butt kicked. R-Truth pins him, gets the title back. Same as it ever was. You have, you know, your usual cast of C-level guys with nothing to do chasing him around for Keystone Cops effects. But that's the WWE, guys. This is what we've signed up for as wrestling fans, unless we choose to take our money and our eyeballs elsewhere. I do this because I have a podcast. I think probably 20% of the fans do as well. But please don't tell me that AEW is going to make Vince all of a sudden so scared he's going to have to change his ways. Vince will just buy talent. I'm pretty sure I know which member of the AEW roster he wants. I said so on the Patreon uh, show. Probably get that person as well. But, you know, he beat Fritz von Erich with a hot Dallas territory. Beat Jim Crockett when the Carolinas and Ric Flair were white, white hot. Basically burned and looted AWA of anything they had resembling a federation. And you think he's scared of a guy he didn't see anything in? A bunch of guys who wouldn't take a low downside to come to NXT? And a couple of guys from Japan? Who are famous there. Not really. I don't think he's sweating. He's not going to sweat until he sees. Some sort of movement in business. And business right now brothers. Is good. I'm Jeff Hawkins. You can follow me at Crap Game 13. You can follow the show itself at Shake Them Ropes. You can follow Rob McCarran, Who will hopefully return after you beg him to come back. And talk to me. So you don't have to hear me talk solo all the time. At Rob Casts. In Talk to Chris Novembrino at Chris Novembrino. We'll be back later this week with the NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live stuff. Good night